0: For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Celeste Simmons. I'm here today with Carl Karstad, the Support Center Director here at BYU-Idaho, and he is also our devotional speaker this week. Thank you so much for meeting with me, Brother Karstad.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: So how about you tell me a little bit about your journey that led you here to BYU-Idaho?
1: Interestingly enough, I was working for a different uh, university, a different college, and my wife was asking some people at church who work at BYU-Idaho, hey, let me know if there's ever a job at BYU-Idaho. And they said, hey, there's a job at BYU-Idaho in financial aid. That's where I started. And I said, great, I'll apply. So I applied, came here. Um, I was a student at BYU-Idaho beforehand. I graduated in business finance and uh, was working at uh, Grand Teton National Park, which is a great place to work. I love it. And then I moved up and started working for Eastern Idaho Technical College and thought, hey, I'd really like to come back to Rexburg and work at BYU Idaho. And it worked out well.
0: Awesome. And what's your favorite thing about working here on campus?
1: Um, the cold winters and wind. Oh, I'm jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I really I I think it'd have to be the the coworkers that I work with, I and, and the students. I really enjoy the environment here. It's it's just a great place to work.
0: It's a great place to be. And so your devotional talk this week is titled Striving for Lasting Happiness. Why did you choose to talk about this subject?
1: Yeah, I think I've been thinking about this for a while and uh as as you heard in my talk, it um references my mission. It was one of my favorite things to talk about was um the plan of salvation and how we can be together as families, living uh forever with our with our savior and and, and happiness and it lasts forever and and moving forward in my life, I've realized I really want that for my wife and children that we can be together forever and I think it's just a great message.
0: so you referenced the prophet Lehi from the Book of Mormon quite a bit throughout your talk and I was wondering how has Lehi and his example been a benefactor to your testimony throughout your life?
1: Yeah, I think Lehi is so interesting to me because he gets we get to see his life through the view of his children and how hard he got to work to or, or how hard he worked to to have his family be with him and i think at this stage of my life it was hey i have kids now and i i am thinking about these things that just really hit me hard that he's been working his whole life to get his family to be with him and that's kind of where i'm at in my life right now i'm working so hard trying to teach them and trying to help them be with um be with me forever and i think As we look at BYU-Idaho students, you know, they're just starting their lives. I'm hoping to help them reflect and say, well, at some point I'm going to want my family to be with me, and I want to be with my family forever, and um, I'm hoping that brings those memories up with them.
0: So in your talk, you quote President Monson when he says, work and learn, search and pray, repent and improve, and you say that these are calls to action— we can infer that we are not on a moving sidewalk of life, but that we must decide to move ourselves down the path. And this made me think a lot about agency and the importance of agency in our lives. How important is agency to you in regard to having lasting
1: happiness? Obviously, it's the first point that President Monson brings up for a reason, because unless we're willing to go through this, this work um, to find out for ourselves what the truth is, our agency can lead us anywhere, and um well i I believe that our agencies should be used for good, obviously, and that the more we understand about the gospel, the better we can use our agency so for me personally, as I learn and grow and become better, it helps me stay on this path a little bit better.
0: yeah No, agency yeah, is very important in well in lasting happiness, just like you said, and um. After that, you make an analogy to when you were a student here at BOU Idaho and you had a summer job cleaning dorms, and you talk about cleaning the drawers and how it was important to clean the corners first and then the middle. And then you say that as we attend to our life's corners, we can all discover that the middle parts of our life are easier to maintain and keep clean. What do you hope that the audience understands from this analogy that you use?
1: Yeah, I think it goes back to what we maybe call seminary answers. As we pray daily, as we read our scriptures, as we are doing the work we're supposed to be doing, as we are in the places we're supposed to be at, it just makes it easier in our lives to do the things that are important um, and to be where we're supposed to be. So just those little things in the corner that kind of hide and we say, oh, I guess I'll skip my scripture reading today or I'll skip my prayer today. Those are life's corners. You know, if you get to those things— the bigger things that you would like to accomplish will, will will naturally happen for you.
0: And how, because obviously life is so busy, whether you're a college student or not, there's a lot going on and there's um, just a lot of responsibilities that you have and you get to the end of the day and maybe you realize that you didn't have any time to read your scriptures or to do your ministry and assignment or whatever it may be. What, advice do you have specifically to college students here at BRU Idaho to help them be motivated to keep up with the corners of their lives and do those daily things?
1: Oh, wow. Well, that's a good question. I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the best person to answer that question, but if, if I were to give advice on this, I think that um, good habits are so important that when life gets busy, we go through our muscle memory of what we've are used to doing. So as you build habits of going to church, as you go build habits of at this time every morning I'm reading, at, you know, then I think it's easier to make sure that you get to these things. Now, none of us are perfect and so I think the other important part is just like these drawers, you know, they weren't going to fall apart just because I didn't clean the corners, you know, I might have to go back and do them, but you know, if we miss a day or something like that, just get right back in there and clean them again. You know, do the, do the next best right thing the next day. You don't have to beat yourself up because maybe you missed something one day. And as a college kid, sometimes, I shouldn't say kid, as a, as a college adult, <laughs> as a college person, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I missed it once, so I guess I just don't ever have to do this again. And I think the important part is to get back and to doing them routinely again.
0: And you also mentioned your mission quite a bit in your talk, and it was obviously something very important to you that was, um, I bet, a life-changing factor. And there are a lot of students here on campus who are either preparing to serve a mission or deciding if they want to serve a mission or not. What advice do you have to them about missionary service um, with the name tag and going out into the field? What advice do you have to them to motivate them and propel them forward into the work?
1: I think for me, um, the mission was, was great, and it's very spiritual. It was also an adventure. It was something that I got to go do and to improve my myself and to um, hopefully bring blessings to my family, to those who have taught me. And then I think that I really, like I said in the talk, enjoyed being with the people. And you don't know where you're going to be called, and you could be called anywhere, but you're going to be going and serving people and helping them gain this understanding about, hey, I can uh join you know, join with this church. It can help me along this path of righteousness and and we can be together forever. And I think that's the message that was, you know, like I said, my talk is so important to share with the world. And you never know who you're gonna touch and who you're gonna be friends with and who you're going to they're gonna affect you and you're gonna affect them. And and I think that You know, if you say, hey, I want to experience every aspect of the mission, I want the happiness, I want the sorrow, I want the challenges, and I want the success, I want it all, I just want to serve the Lord, I think you'll have a really great mission.
0: In your talk, you say, these laws may at times seem restrictive when talking about commandments. In fact, the world would want us to think that we cannot be ourselves if we have to conform to laws, rules, regulations, commandments, or covenants. What advice do you have when it comes to obedience and reminding ourselves that commandments actually set us free?
1: I, I think that as we, as we go through life, we, we're looking once again for these good habits, these things that help uh, free up our time and free up our memories and free up our ability to do things. And as we know we're doing things that are right, like living the commandments, um, It just it just works in our favor. We know that we're doing good and that we're where we're supposed to be, and it just liberates us in our actions and what we can do during this life.
0: Well, thank you, Brother Karstad, for coming in today and doing this interview with me, and we're looking forward to your devotional talk on Tuesday.
1: Well, thank you.